From the Financial Times in London, I'm Carol Ahoyos, Editor of Executive Appointments, and this is FT News. The latest report on the benefits of female corporate leaders is out. It shows that the presence of female executives does affect net margins positively. Or does it? With me in the studio to discuss this is our corporate correspondent, Kate Burgess. Hello, Kate. I should say that it was a Peterson's Institute and EY who did this study. And of course, they have been very loud advocates of women in business. And this will give them a boost. What do you think? What's the top line you take away from this really big study? For me, the interesting thing about this study is that it is international. It's looking at 22,000 companies in 91 countries. And it's looking at profitability. It's looking at how females in top jobs impact margins, net margins. I think a lot of other studies tend to look at performance in terms of abstract notions of earnings per share growth or total shareholder returns. But this is actually looking at profitability. So it can actually drill down a little into where these women are working. It's not just at the top levels of a company. That's one of the things that struck me too. It's, it really is, A, where do they sit? Do they sit in the non-executive? Do they sit in the board level? And also how many of them there are. So let's talk about the non-executive, which we here in the UK have focused on a lot, versus the executive. What have you found through this report? Well, what the report says is actually the amount of women as non-exec directors, however laudable, actually makes very little difference to profitability. What you want is women coming up through an organisation as executives in managerial roles, you know, heads of operations, that sort of thing. And that's where you're getting the boost to profitability. And they're talking about a six percentage point uplift on profitability. But I still can't get my head around whether or not this isn't a chicken and the egg issue. Is it that companies that are better employ women and make the most of them at the top ranks and therefore are better companies? Or is it that the women at those top ranks actually make the companies better? Has this report given any answer to that? They make a stab in places, but I don't think it's conclusive. And it does very definitely leave a question whether the improvement to margins is because actually more women means there's a more diverse base of skills, or it's down to gender diversity. I mean, they say that explicitly. The other thing that is interesting in this report is that there really is a tipping point, isn't there? It's just not good enough to have the token woman. So it's fantastic that Glencore now has a woman on the board, being a little bit mean about Glencore, but they were the last FTSE 100 to become a non-all-male board. But that one woman is not necessarily going to make the difference. Where does the tipping point lie? And what is behind that? What do you think? It certainly doesn't seem to be good enough to have a female chief executive. That isn't the reason that profits improve or profitability improves. It seems to be, according to this report, the tipping point is having enough women coming up through the ranks to make a difference to their workforces. One of the things I thought was interesting in the FT story that covered this report is that the two FTSE 100 companies that do well in moving more women up the executive ranks are actually run by women. Their CEOs are Veronique Laurie of Kingfisher and Liv Garfield of Severn Trent. So I wonder whether having a woman at the very top does loosen up the pipeline because she does things or is it the role model effect? 
I think it's very hard to judge. I mean, I don't know. And I think there are lots of people who look at Kingfisher's performance and <laughs> question. <laughs> but I guess until we get more women at the top, we are going to get a lot more studies of this kind. And, and I think that the interesting thing is the amount of data that's now beginning to be collected. And the Peterson report makes it very clear the downsides of this. That it's a snapshot And it's a snapshot over one year. So it's not conclusive. What they're trying to do is ask questions that then other people will answer. And to a certain extent, answering those questions is terribly important because if you have an incalcitrant CEO or chairman in this area, you're less likely to convince him on the social good of having women at the top and the fairness um, side of it. But in the end, it is the hard numbers, isn't it, that's going to get things moving. And if it's not the CEO, it's going to be the people who answer to the CEO who have to justify why they've recruited one person versus another into a job. One of the interesting details of this report is just how broad geographically it was. And of course, in Europe, we have countries that have enacted quotas and those who are vehemently against them. What does it conclude? Because all these different countries have different ways of trying to boost women leaders. Yes, and some have been doing it for longer than others. The likes of Norway and Iceland have had quotas in place for almost a decade, in some cases longer than a decade. And have they done better than countries like the UK that are really against this? Interestingly, what this report seems to suggest is actually quotas have made no difference to profitability at all. So for the UK, they've done it right in terms of not insisting on quotas, but what they did get wrong initially, at least, is focusing on the non-executive directors. So going forward, What we learn from this report, it seems, is you need a certain number of women. You don't necessarily need quotas, but you do need them coming up the executive ranks. You need the pipeline. You need to free up the pipeline of women coming through to the top levels. Kate, thank you very much. for. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Joining me, 